On this episode of Reverend Babble, we are recording while we're watching some Major League Baseball playoffs. Yeah, we got game one of the NLDS between the Braves and the Marlins on right now. And if y'all don't hear much from me, I might be a little distracted while I'm watching the game. But I'm going to try to pay attention the best I can. Cody might have to tell me to shut the iPad off or something like that. But Cody's got a Devo on pruning. Yeah, we talked about fruit last week. And now we're going to talk about, you know, gardening and things like that. And about pruning the branches in our life sometimes. But we got controversy at Talladega this weekend in NASCAR. We got NBA Finals, the Heat's, you know, making a run at it. Also, Major League Baseball, and we finally saw the first firing in the National Football League this season. Stick around. Let's babble. What is happening, people of the interwebs? Welcome to episode number... 21 of the Reverend Babble Podcast. This is Cody Kelly. And hey, this is Neil Huntley. And we are so happy that you've come back to join us for some more Reverend Babble. So, Neil, what's new with you? Nothing much, man. Really, um, I, I stayed home this weekend. I didn't I didn't go anywhere too far. Um, I had uh, I had a smoking hot date Friday night with my wife. Ooh. Yeah, no, no, nobody else, just, you know, with my wife. Okay. That's, that's what you do when you're married. You only go on dates with your wife, okay? The, just, just you know, for future reference, when you're older and married, only go on dates with your wife. All right. Duly noted? Yes. Okay, cool. Just make sure. But, yeah, we had a good time just going out, just the two of us. Um, actually, um, we went to this store up in Matthews. It's called Second and Charles. Have you seen that store up in Matthews? I think I've heard of it because my mom probably mentioned it to me a yeah. couple times, but I've never been there. It's a secondhand bookstore, but they also have movies and video games in there. Oh, and okay. For Father's Day this past year, Amber got me a gift card there because I I went in there one time. I thought it was really cool, you know, because yeah. it's a secondhand, kind of like a, if a book's a million and GameStop, you know, like we're smashed together, oh, basically. that's cool. And so she gave me a gift card, so I said, well, hey, while we're up there, let me see if I can go cash in my gift card. And I actually I bought a baseball game for my uh, old 360. I oh really? MLB 2K11, I think. Really? And Roy Halladay's on the cover. Oh, Roy so, Halladay. But it, I, wow, but that's I, a flashback. I, I've been playing it all weekend, and I I've been having fun with it. Um, it's you know Freddie Freeman looks like he's about 17 in this game. Oh not, yeah. Not now, but uh, but that's been fun. But that's that's basically what's been new with me. It's just a a chill weekend at the house. Uh, with the the date to kick it off and just just been having fun watching all this sports, man. Oh, for sure, man! It's been a lot of fun being able to watch some playoff baseball, being able to watch some more NFL football again, college football, basketball, hockey, even a little bit. Not so much for me because I'm not really a hockey guy, but still, just the fact that sports are back and able to watch is really awesome. Again. Oh yeah, and and just like I hope the Braves took care of the Reds in the wild card series. Yes, they um, did very impressively. By the way, the Reds didn't even score a run. Didn't score a run in over twenty innings because we had like a thirteen inning game for game one. Yeah, and like I said in our little intro, uh, we got the the uh, first game of NLDS between the Braves and Marlins on right now. And so, um, if y'all are listening, and if Cody's talking and I just holler out of nowhere, it's because something good <laughs> happened. So, um, you'll be getting my live reaction on when you're listening to it. Two days later, <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully by then we're either up two to one or three zero in the series. So and maybe by then we're we already won the series. So we'll see. Yeah, hey. Um, but I, I'm gonna go ahead and get this out of the way, Cody, and go ahead and get it out of my system. Okay. All, all right, go ahead. Yeah, I kind of expected that. The Panthers are two and two. 
That's all I have to say. Yep, the Panthers are two and two. I'll I'll talk about it more in sports, but all right. I'm very happy, as you can tell by the very tone of my voice. Yes, <laughs> sorry, I can tell. What's new with you, Cody? Um, all right. Let's see. Um, work for even more work for uh even more work for uh school. I've been doing more school stuff. Not very much to say other than that. Just been either been doing school or watching some playoff baseball and other sports and stuff like that. I've been trying to, you know, just keeping my foot on the gas and just getting the things accomplished I need to get done, and I've been doing that. But I also got a few more things done in my uh, college process. I've been able to, like, send in the forms I need to send in and kind of getting that process a little bit further down the road. But Sweet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I see you got so a, been good. a cool, crisp North Greenville shirt on today. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes, and what's actually funny about that is um, I actually went on a campus tour in uh, January, and and this was actually something I got for free, so I didn't even pay for this nice. shirt. Nice. That's a, that's a good quality free T-shirt right there, man. Yeah. Yeah, man, for sure. So that pretty much sums up sums up what I've been doing this week. Not really a ton compared to the last couple of weeks, but hopefully whenever we do the next episode, I have a lot more to talk about. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Well, cool deal, man. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the Double Play Diva. All right, let's do it. Hey y'all, it's Neil here. While Cody and I are sitting back, taking a little break, maybe taking a sip of water or who knows what, um, just want to thank y'all for listening to the podcast. We got a good show lined up today and just wanted to let you know that if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Um, if you want to get in touch with us and you don't see us, you don't see our beautiful faces every day, um, you can email us if that's what you're into, reverendbabble at gmail.com. Um, we're on Twitter at reverendbabble. There's links to mine and Cody's personal Twitter accounts on that page as well. We're also on Instagram and Facebook now um, at reverendbabble on Instagram, keeping it simple. And just search Reverend Babble Podcast on Facebook. Give us a like, give us a follow. If you want to, talk to us like i said we'll talk right back but enough of that let's get back to the show all right and we're back welcome to the double play devo portion of our show and it's like we've said in previous episodes and and it's like we're going to say in future episodes and yes this is the same thing i'm going to say every episode for those of you who are going to ask me Cody, are you going to say the same thing every episode? I am. Okay. <laughs> I, you said ask, so I asked you. All right. Yeah, there you go. So um, we both love sports. We both love talking about sports. I mean, we're watching a Braves game right now as we're doing this double play or as we're doing this podcast. Yep. But this is first and foremost a Christian podcast, and we just want to share our life experiences with y'all through our Christian walk, and just hopefully we can have an impact on you, a positive impact on you or just as much as these topics have had on us because we just hope that they can maybe have a positive impact on you and just help you with whatever you're going through in your everyday life yeah absolutely and i'm really excited about the topic you chose for today i i read it last night and and read it again this morning and uh, i've always loved this this scripture out of john and everything so oh yeah you know we're talking about pruning today 
So pruning, yeah, pruning. I, you said pruning. You, you see, you and Nut say it a little bit better than I do. <laughs> um, you, you got a little bit more of an announcer voice than I do when you come to saying words right. <laughs> um, but we're talking about pruning. Yes. So, so Cody, what are we pruning today? <laughs> well, well, basically, a lot of topics I I talk about in the double play Devo. I don't usually come up with my own. It's just about you know, like I usually just find them whenever I read a book or or hear someone else talking in a different conversation. It's like, wow, that's kind of cool. That's a cool perspective on things like that. So like, obviously when it comes to pruning, I'm sure you've probably heard something at least similar to what I'm fixing to say, but it's like as Christians, we're obviously called to go out and share God's word with other people and to just grow in our faith and our walk with Jesus and just, you know, develop that relationship that we have with him. Absolutely. You know, and it's like sometimes while we're in the process of doing what, God has called us to do, we sometimes run into a situation that we didn't expect or something that's really stressful and uncomfortable, and we don't really understand why we go through those situations. But then once we kind of get on the other side of it and see the impact that it has on others, or just we go on from a different phase of life and going on to a different phase of life, you know, it's like, uh, for example, you know, like, for example, something may have happened at your job, and now you have to you know, like either move to a different city or just work a different job or something may have happened at your church. Like maybe something happened at your church and your church is going through something bad. So you're, you know, so you have to leave and go to a different church or something came up that you didn't expect. And it really hits you down deep and it really hurts you. Or it really made you question a lot of things, but all that's in the process of God pruning us into where he wants us to be for that time. And the verse of scripture that you said earlier mentioned in John, it's, John chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, and we're going to obviously read a little bit after that, and we're going to read verse 5, but for right now, I want to read verses 1 through 4, so so do you mind go ahead and then reading those verses Yeah, absolutely, so we'll read verses 1 through 4 first, and then we'll kind of iterate on 5 as we get done. Yes. Um, starting in verse 1 of John chapter 15, this is written in red, so it's Jesus talking, it says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Verse 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. All right, well, thank you. Thank you for reading that man yeah man absolutely yes yes so it's like obviously talk obviously the topic we're talking about is pruning it talks about pruning in verse talks about pruning in verse two and it's like every branch that doesn't bear fruit he takes away but every you know but sometimes god prunes the branches you know it's like for example it's like you have this big old bush in your yard you know and if you don't trim it every once in a while it'll get too big it'll go out of control and once it reaches that point you can't really exactly change it i i, I thought of it as a way like um past two years i've i've done a garden at our house now right. i'm not the master gardener okay <laughs> but i there has we have had some cucumbers out of it and some other things here and there um but it made me think of you know I don't know if you've ever seen a cucumber vine, but it goes all over the place. Oh, yeah. And some of it flourishes really, really good. I mean, I have some ginormous cucumbers in a few spots, and some of it just turns brown and dies. So you have to get rid of the stuff that's bearing no fruit at all. So stuff that has no value in your life, God's just going, you know, get rid of that. And so you can focus more on what he has called for you to do. 
but you're going to take care of that stuff that is bearing fruit or that is harvesting, you know? Right. And sometimes that means cleaning up around it a little bit. That way there's no wasted nutrients, kind of like wasted times in our life where, you know, we're really flourishing in this chapter of our life or this little section in this chapter of our life. And so maybe so we can do better, he kind of cleans out things around that to kind of get rid of some extra distractions. For sure. And and when that happens, sometimes it can really make us uncomfortable, kind of like, okay, I thought this was something that was, you know, pretty cool. This is something I enjoyed doing or something that you just felt comfortable and that was going on. But when that's being taken away or at least pruned into something else, or or that or something that can be pruned into something else that can be even be even more productive. I mean, like obviously, we don't realize it's going to be more productive until it does become more productive. Right. I mean, but, but like obviously, before we get to that point where it actually is more productive, you know, it's like you know, like it makes us really question things sometimes. It makes us uncomfortable. But you know, but it's like it says in verse four, if. If you abide in me, I'll abide in you. So if we focus on what God really wants us to do, if we focus on what God wants us to do, it'll be uncomfortable sometimes just because... Because it's new. Because what? Because it's new. Oh, oh, for sure. And it's like, and it's like, here's the thing. As people in general, people don't like change in general. I mean, no. I mean, like people don't like change in general. I mean, like you don't got to be a particular type of person like christian not a christian whatever i mean you can be any type of person you know people just don't like change in general so when change happens it just automatically makes us uncomfortable and just questions why we're in a position that we're in but but with god those changes are for good things and we don't see the results of that until we actually move on past what we were before we were pruned into what god calls us to be and that's why he tells us to abide in him and just make that relationship with him stronger because that way when changes do come in our lives, we can be more focused and be like, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And you're more comfortable, not even so much more comfortable, but you're more, you won't be as worried about the change because God will give you that peace that this change is for the better. Exactly. Yeah, and, and another example came to mind as well. So I've already talked about going on a date with my wife and always going on dates with your wife, okay? Um, yes. But I'm going to bring Amber back up in this situation too. Okay. <laughs> so, um I'm I'm very thankful for the wife that I have. I'm very thankful for the marriage that we have and the family that we have with Graham, okay? And I think we do a pretty decent job of having a Christ-centered family and a Christ-centered marriage. I think our marriage is flourishing pretty well, okay? Now, you know, do we have things here and there as bumps? And stuff? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. every, married every married couple does because there's two humans in every married couple, okay? So if there's two humans, there's going to be mess-ups and mistakes, and I'm sorry's here and there. More so I'm sorry's on my side than her side, okay? Um, but, you know, we we try to do a good job of, you know, doing prayer time in the morning, or doing stuff with Graham, like, you know, reading, you know, Bible stories with Graham at stuff at night. But it really was on mine and Amber's heart one day. You know, God was saying, all right, y'all are doing a good job, but let's do better. Okay? Right. So he was kind of pruning that. This is really flourishing, but let's cut out a few extra little things to keep this going. Okay? Now, are we are we still, are we doing perfectly? No. But what we've, what we've done and what we've kind of adapted into our nightly routine is every night at 8.47, okay? We do a, so you know how, you know. 8.47? Major League Baseball first pitches at random time, kickoff and footballs at random time. So every night for us at 8.47, we turn off the TV, we put our phone aside, Graham's already asleep, we sit on the couch, and we have a just a plain old conversation, 
Then we talk about what's God doing in each of our individual lives. And then if we have discussion questions from our Sunday school class, we do those. Or we read a devotion book, and then we pray. So that's how God's kind of pruned, pruned out some extra distractions in our life for 20, 30 minutes at night to keep that flourishing. So right. that, that's what I thought of as well. You know, you know, it, it, it's, cool. it's bearing fruit, so let's take care of it. And maybe, you know, keep this going, and then we'll find somewhere else to kind of improve too. So that, that didn't even come to my mind until we started talking right now. But that, I, think, I thought that was a pretty good example. Oh, wow. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, like, that is pretty cool what you said about you're taking the time and you're talking about all those different things. Like, that's really cool because it's like you said, it just makes you more focused on it just makes you more focused on what the next steps may be. And obviously right. just draws you both closer to each other and closer to God as well. Exactly. So that's really cool, man. And, and just kind of, you know, finishing up the scripture, you know, it talks about how, you know, verse four abide in me and I knew as the branch cannot bear fruit itself, you know, so you can't cut off a branch from an apple tree and expect it just to grow apples. It, it doesn't work like that. It'd be really cool if it did. Everybody would have apple branches in their house and get free apples, but it doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, unfortunately not. Um, it says, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Because Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. So without Christ, we can't flourish because we're just branches. We don't, we're not a vine that's into the ground. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Right, for, for sure, man. And it's like that verse says, like, God's divine, we are the branches, and it's like it says in verse 4, if we abide in him, when those changes come, and when it's time for us to be pruned, we'll have that close relationship with him because we'll be that branch that's right on the vine. And so that way, when it comes time for us to be pruned, we just have that peace that God will be right there with us through it. Absolutely, man. Hey, good Devo today. Good topic. Oh, awesome, man. Thank you. All right, and with that... I guess it's time for some sports. All right. Let's go. Hey, everybody. What's going on? I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Just wanted to take a second just to let you guys know that if you have any prayer needs or just something on your mind, you can always contact us through our social medias. They are in the show notes in the description of this podcast and just always wanted to let you know that that's always available if you just want to talk to somebody if you have any questions just let us know and i hope you guys are having a great day and now back to the show all right it's sports time as of right now, the Braves need to realize it's sports time because we need two runs to get back in the lead. Time to update y'all on the week that was in the world of sports. This is the, the weekly, weekly score. score. All right, that one wasn't too bad. That was pretty good. Cody, yeah. you got some baseball and basketball. Which one are you going to go first? I'm going to go with baseball. You know me. Always number one with me is baseball. Go. All right, so all right, so the MOB Wild Card Series is officially over, and now we are on to the Divisional Series. It was definitely kind of Different seeing eight three-game series being played at one time. It was so weird going on my TV and seeing eight games scheduled for one day for the for the playoffs. It was so weird seeing that many games for one day. 16 teams in the Major League Baseball playoffs is electric. Yes. It's, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it was – I mean, well, like, 
One thing's for sure. It was definitely different, but it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, you know, like here's the thing. Here's my opinion. Just a little quick tangent before I go off and talk about what I actually want, what I want to talk about. I don't mind if the MLB does the wild card as a series again because I think it should be a best out of three. Yes. You know, you know, because having it be one game just isn't give it as much of a chance for things to happen. Right. You know, it's like so. I think they should just go back to doing that. By the way, the Braves have one on first and Acuna uh, batting right now. Uh, so one swing and we could be in the lead. So if I holler, you uh, know what just happened. All right. Continue. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 all right. That sounds good. All right. So like I said earlier, the wildcard series is over and, and the divisional rounds are underway. And it's like we just said a little while ago, the Braves are playing against the Marlins right now. It is game one of their series, which I did not think the Marlins would beat the Cubs. I didn't either. I, I did not think that was going to happen at all. I thought for sure it was going to be a Braves-Cubs divisional round in that one. But, but the Marlins have a chip on their shoulder. They got called bottom feeders earlier in the season. And so true. they've been playing with a chip on their shoulder. And, I mean, they've had – I mean – They've had so many they've things had, with COVID. They had the worst run in with COVID throughout the whole league. So they've had adversity on top of adversity. So they're playing with a chip on their shoulder and oh, with yeah. motivation. So you can't you can't fault them for right for sure know, for playing pretty good right now. So. Right. Plus, well, plus two. What also helps the Marlins get you know a little bit of a roll is they actually clinched their postseason spot at Yankee Stadium. Right. So you know it's like it's kind of cool, kind of seeing they got a little bit of revenge, or Derek Jeter kind of got a little bit of revenge on his former team. And it never hurts to have Don Mattingly as your manager. True. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. All right. So it's the Braves versus the Marlins, and it's the Padres versus the Dodgers. That game one will begin a little bit later tonight, as of this as of this recording. It'll be going on at nine thirty on Tuesday night. I obviously hope the Padres do well, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Dodgers win that series. But I obviously hope the Padres do, just because I'm a, I'm a fan of the Padres. I'm on the Padres bandwagon. I wouldn't say the Padres shocked me by any by any means. I was impressed no. with the Padres because I I thought the Cardinals would just take their postseason experience and 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 win, and oh, I yeah. thought the Padres would flourish next see, next season into postseason, but um. If they keep swinging the bat like they did against um, St. Louis and do it against the Dodgers, they oh yeah they have a shot. They really do. They're not. Oh, yeah, for they're sure. not completely. I don't. It's not going to be a sweep. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, like it'll definitely take a lot of effort for the Dodgers to beat this Padres team. I mean, like this isn't like most other playoff series the Dodgers have had in the past where they just kind of roll past their opponent and just moved on to the next round. I mean, of course. Not talking about last year where they got eliminated in the first round by the Nationals, but that's a different story. <laughs> you know, but that's a different story. And then, you know, but here's the thing. As for the American League Division Series, it's the Yankees versus the Rays, which I don't think a lot of people were surprised about no, that, that one. No. But what surprised me was the Houston Astros beat the Minnesota Twins. Yes. And not only that, they won in two games. The uh-huh. Twins didn't even win a game. And the Astros won last night. So they're at 1-0 and they're against the A's, which is just, oh, obno- I know. Which crazy. Is just obnoxious. As oh, I say I that as reverently as I can, I, it just that that's irks obnoxious. Me. Yes, obnoxious. Uh, you're, you're respectively obnoxious. You know, after cheating, <laughs> and you're still good. <laughs> well, plus two. Here's the weird thing, Neil. They were the only team that was under 500 that made it into yeah. this playoff bracket, uh-huh. and they're in the second round. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I like know. I mean, but it's their crazy. record for the regular season was under 500, and if you look at their like big hitters, like. They weren't batting that well. Like I'm pretty sure Jose Altuve's batting average for the regular season was like 219 yeah, or but, something crazy but, like that. Uh-huh. You but, know, but, so just seeing him have that success. They might want to check Correa for a buzzer because dude hit two home runs last night. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, um, I don't think it would hurt. I mean, this is reverent, 
reverently as I can. <laughs> they should probably check them up on the buzzers or something again. Make sure there's only plastic trash trash cans in the dugout or two, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> check up on that. But with that being said, I definitely had a lot of fun watching the first round of the playoffs, and I hope that the division series brings as much, if not more, um, intensity and fun than the first series brought. And I just hope that whoever the winners turn out to be do really well. Obviously, I hope the Padres and A's go very far because that was my once for a World Series prediction. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but that's what I'm kind of hoping for. So, Oh, yeah, and and what makes this even better is that there's no off days in the, in the rounds. Like Right, yeah, I like know. It's like the Braves are playing – Braves and Marlins playing right now, and they'll play tomorrow and Thursday and Friday if needed and Saturday if needed. Right. Which is just amazing. Which, you know, because some people were like, oh, man, they're kind of playing in a bubble setting. It kind of takes away, you know, playing like the Braves playing at Truist Park and going down to the Marlins field. But with this right here, there's no travel days. Just play. And, you know, right, and I sure. think that's amazing. And it, it, puts, oh, yeah. it, it puts even more strategy into the ball game, too because you're playing oh, on sure. consecutive days. So I, I love it. Oh, yeah. Plus, I honestly think it's what fans really want to see. Like, fans wouldn't mind if they went neutral site if they just get to see games back-to-back-to-back-to-back right. days and don't have to wait one day in between a couple games just to see the end of the series. I mean, like, especially with all that's going on, fans really want to see a lot of this stuff happen. And so the fact that they are doing it the way they're doing it, I think it's a lot of fun. Well, plus, too, the way the season went, they can kind of afford to do it because they didn't play near as many games this year as they did before. And what's even cooler is these divisional games, all these opponents, they have, like, bad blood against each other, too. They're all, like, Braves and Marlins are NL East rivals. You have Yankees and Rays. All four divisional series are against divisional opponents. So so it fits being a divisional round. Which is really cool, you know. So yeah. they're they're not only fighting to get to the semifinals to the NLCS and ALCS, but they're going against their division rivals, which makes it even crazier. Right. Like, I mean, we've already seen bad blood in Game One versus Braves and Marlins um, because and a, the, Acuna hit a, a home run in the bottom of the first, and the next time he's up, they hit him in the in the you know what with the with the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, for sure, it's it's just it's it's electric. That's all I can say. Uh, plus you uh will plus you also have a little bit of that. Bad blood between the Houston Astros and the Oakland A's from a little bit earlier this season too, right. and so for them to be competing in this round is, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a pretty big deal for them too. Exactly. Uh, so just seeing a little bit of more intensity in this divisional round, I think that's going to make it a lot of fun for mm-hmm. sure. All right, so that's the end of my MOB news for the week. I don't have a ton to talk about, like I said, for that, but I just really hope that these next rounds are really exciting, and hopefully by the next time we talk about this podcast, we'll be talking about the. The championship series, and we're talking be we're talking about those teams and who we think is going to make it to the World Series next week. So, so please stay tuned and get ready for that for sure. All right. So, in other news, the NBA Finals, the Los Angeles Lakers are up two games to one after the Miami Heat took Game Three, and LeBron James walked off the court early, <laughs> walked off the court with ten seconds left. I'm going to not talk about that as much because I'm going to stay as reverent as we said earlier as I can. I just thought that was kind of a – I'm just going to say this and I'm just going to talk about what actually happens. But I just think that's kind of a – I think that's a bad move by LeBron. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first saw it, when me and Amber were watching it, I was like, that's – you know, that's a little messed up to do that. But I think it was – you know, when I sat back and thought about it, I think it was more so he was just frustrated too, and he let his emotions get the best of him in that situation. Now, that doesn't discount the fact that he walked off the court before the game was over. Oh, right. But I think it was more so 
frustration on his part than showing bad sportsmanship. Like, I don't think he meant for it to be that way and was just frustrated and was like, all right, let's just get out of here. But I'm not discounting what he did at all. Oh. Or discrediting what he did. I said discounting. Right. We're not at Walmart. <laughs> We're not on rollback. Um, but I'm just, I, I don't think he meant it to be what it showed on television. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't right. try to credit LeBron here and there, but I do, I am going to give him a little slack on that. Right. Right. And it's like, here's the thing. What made it kind of hilarious is that the fact that he left, but the shot clock was like half a second behind the game clock. Yep. So that made it even more noticeable. Oh, oh, oh. Braves just tied it up. Oh, sorry. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ozuna just scored one in, so it's 4-4 four, four, bottom seven. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. So it's like, but the fact that the shot clock was just like half a second lower, right. that kind of made it even more noticeable. That's like, okay, we need five guys on the court to finish the game. And then when your number one player is and already gone, it kind of added even more to what he did yeah. already. I mean, because here's the thing. I don't it, think a lot of people would have noticed, honestly, if he had left, if the shot clock wasn't it was perfect. Behind. It was perfect fuel for LeBron haters, too, by the way. I, oh, I for don't, sure. I don't call myself a LeBron hater or a LeBron fan. I just, I really just watch basketball, especially, I mean, I'm a Hornets fan, so this time of year in playoffs, I don't really, I just kind of sit there and watch anyway. Um, so <laughs> maybe that'll change in the coming years. Um, but yeah, I think it was just a mixture of frustration. He just assumed that they were dribbling out and the shot clock was already off. But I, I think. The way they lost and the way Jimmy Butler showed out. Oh, yeah. Having 40 points along with his triple-double. Yeah, 40 points and triple-double. That was big. You know, um, when it says on the Hulk, you know, you won't like me when I'm angry, angry LeBron's, that's the that's the force to be reckoned with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so, 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 it's like, here's the thing. Here's my overall statement. I don't obviously like what he did, but the Heat better be prepared for game four yes. and beyond because he is going to come back with a vengeance because a lot of people, not so much you and me, but a lot of people predicted this to be a sweep. Right. I mean, like a lot of, a lot of people said that, that this was going to be an easy, especially sweep. after, um, especially after Drogic and, um, some other guys. Right. Went out. Bam. About. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Once the heat's main core kind of started to fall apart a little bit in game two and game three too. I think that kind of made the Lakers think, like, okay, well, the series is over. Darno three-run homer. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're up seven to four. <laughs> Let's go. Acuna's out on the field jumping around. woo <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> I just oh, no, happened hey. to look down, and Darno's just watching the ball. Dead center field, too. Oh, if that was oh no, old, hey, if, if it's that fine was, with if, me, man. If that was I'm old cool. school minute May Park, they had to run up the hill to see if they could catch it. Right. They should have never taken the hill out of Minute Maid Park. By yeah, that honestly was a pretty cool part of that ballpark. The fact that you could really hit a flagpole and it be in play is just, that was amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was pretty funny. But yeah, Heat need to watch out for, for LeBron. Yeah. For, Seriously. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, but in other news, the Philadelphia 76ers hired Doc Rivers to be their new head coach. Yes, they did. Which, that, that's a pretty big deal. That was a great signing by them. Oh, and yeah. They, you know, I heard on the radio last week that Doc Rivers would only be unemployed for one day more than he wanted to be. You know, <laughs> or you know he would want to have a job the next day he was fired or uh, mutually part whatever. He he lost his job in L.A. Right. I think this is a perfect way to reprocess the process if they're still calling it a process yeah. in Philadelphia. Um, I think you know this is just the beginning of that of that reprocess rebuild whatever you want to call it. And, you know, like we talked about on here before, did they build around both Simmons and Embiid? Right. Did they get rid of one? Personally, I think you keep Embiid. We've talked about that before. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting. And I think oh, yeah. I think the 
NBA draft will be the beginning of how of that Doc Rivers process. wants to kind of do this. Because I don't know how much like back off for front office stuff that he's going to be involved in or if he's just flat out a coach. Uh, we've seen in the NFL that sometimes front office slash head coach don't work out too well. That's true. Um, but because <laughs> um, they can't talk free agency in, in the NBA until they agree on a new CBA. Because right. they they, their CBA is up after this season. Right. Um, and they don't even know when they're going to start next season. They've been, you know, usually NBA starts around now. <laughs> for like right. It starts around Halloween. Right. For uh, like the regular season. Right, but the regular season, but because of how everything went, yeah, it's all kind they're of They're still playing in the finals. And then next month is the NBA draft. There's talks. They might not even start till March. Because wow. they're, they're really trying to prevent not playing in a bubble. Okay. Yeah. Football can have fans because they're outside. Baseball, NASCAR, all that can have fans because they're outside. Inside an arena, it's really hard to get a couple more people right. in there. So, and that would really hurt all those teams financially if they oh, yeah. stayed in a bubble format. Oh, for, for sure. And it's like all these major sports leagues. The good news is that they all pretty much had enough money for it to last this season. Yep. But. They can't afford to have anything like this happen again. Which is it shows you how fluid money is. It's kind of crazy, kind of scary how fluid finances right. can be sometimes. Right. So, but yeah, I know it's pretty crazy. Going back to Doc Rivers thing, if you're if you're a Sixers fan, this stay patient. Oh yeah, you, you've you trust the process. <laughs> trust, trust the process two point Yes. Maybe this process won't take as long, and maybe the process will flourish. But yeah. 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 I, for it, sure, it should be an exciting time if you're a Sixers fan. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, man. So that's all I got for sports this week. What do you got? Yeah, I'll start out with – I'll go back to my normal rotation and start with NASCAR. Um, Man, what a crazy race did we have at Talladega Super Speedway on Sunday. I had the Panthers game on the TV, and I had the NASCAR race on my iPad and was just looking up and down, back and forth, (laughs) left and right, all that. Um, Graham woke up from his nap, and he knows – it's so funny, dude. He knows – I'll get back to NASCAR in just a second. He knows when he wakes up from his nap on Sunday – I go get him out of his crib, and as soon as I say, hey, Bubba, he goes, football? Football. He's saying, wow. he knows, like He knows the Panthers are on on Sunday afternoon wow. in the house, which is crazy. So usually when he gets up, he's like, go. He wants to go play. But on Sunday afternoon, he'll get up and sit on the couch for me for maybe 10, 15 minutes and watch football, which is really wow, cool. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. And so Sunday, he, said, he saw the TV, pointed, said, football? And then I said, look down here on the iPad, because I had the iPad right beside me. He said, Ray Carr. <laughs> so he's had, he had racing, so he had racing and football. And, and, and football, he, so and he just looked up and, and down. So he was, he was loving it just as much as I was. Wow. Um, would, would you would, go get you shocked face, Cody? All right. Denny uh-huh. Hamlin won the race. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Let me go get my shock face. Not, I'm not shocked at all because Denny Hamlin's no. just daggum Denny Hamlin. Not at all. Um, but, man, we had 13 cautions in this race. Yeah. We had a caution on lap one and turn three of Talladega where Christopher Bell blew a tire and wrecked three cars at the beginning of the race. <laughs> on lap one, we that's had four, crazy. We had four cautions in 20 laps in that, at Talladega. Wow. Um, a long time ago, Tony Stewart, when he was still racing, said that they needed to change the rules package at Talladega so there would be more wrecks, you know, because he said Talladega's where it's fun to wreck half the field and see who gets through it. Well, Tony Stewart got his wish because people were wrecking left and right <laughs> at this race. 
Bubba Wallace had a chance to win it at the end. He was leading a few laps there with yeah. 15, 10 to go. Uh, Chase Elliott also had an opportunity Chase, to win the Chase Elliott the had an opportunity to win. And then we just had to keep going to overtime and overtime and overtime. And, man, I thought Matt Benedetto was about to pull out a win. Man, he oh, yeah, was I so know. close. I mean, same here. I mean, it's like, well, what, what's pretty funny about that, I mean, for those of you who obviously weren't there, is like we, on the day of the race, we actually had a, like when I say we, I mean the youth group at, at church. We we had a bonfire at your house, and you kept asking me like every 10 minutes, yeah. what's up with the race, what's up with yeah. the race? I, I mean, but like what was funny with Funny about that is that every time you asked me, it was someone different who was in the lead. Exactly. Yeah. And because, you know, the race, that was a long race, too, because of all those cautions. Usually right. that race had been over before church, but it was like 10, 15 to go when church was starting. And so I had my phone plugged up in the house. So I was I didn't want to just have the race on while we were out there at the fire. So I was like, Cody, who's winning the race? Or who won the race? Because I figured it would be over, but it was still overtime, overtime, right. overtime. And the Benedetto, man, he had such a good line. And um, – Danny Hamlin just came out of nowhere and won by, I think, uh, two one-thousandths of a second yeah. or something like that. I mean, it was a photo finish. Um, and what the big controversy was, was this whole double yellow line rule at Talladega. They have a double yellow line around the apron at Talladega to keep cars within the racetrack so they're not going out really wide to make passes, right. all that stuff. And the rule is, by the way, uh, Dancer Swanson just hit a two-run bomb, so it's nine to four. Oh, wow. Now. Um, I, and I contained my excitement while you were talking to not interrupt you again. <laughs> oh, um, the thank rule you. is you can't go down below the double yellow line and advance your position in that, at Talladega. What Denny Hamlin did, he went below the yellow line and advanced his position. But they're claiming he did that to avoid a wreck. Now, granted, there was a wreck near him, but I don't think he would have been vo- involved in the wreck. And so they did this to replay. They got Chase Elliott for going below the line. Then they they uh, they kind of like protested that and that got taken away but they claimed that the benedetto before he got to first place he went down below the, the yellow line or forced somebody down to below the yellow line and where he would have finished second he got bumped down to 21st wow so that's i mean that just that go that this been wow. it's been a really tough year for matt d i say matt d because it's hard to say to benedetto over and over and over again yes and i really like matt de benedetto he's the underdog he drives for the Wood Brothers, who's like the most historic team in NASCAR. They're still searching for their 100th win as a team, which would just be amazing for the Wood Brothers to get that. And Matt D's not—he's not guaranteed that ride next year. They got a guy down in Xfinity, that Austin Cindric, that could take that ride next year. Yeah. I hope Matt DiBenedetto either stays or gets him a ride somewhere else because, man, he was so emotional. He—he he about like burst out in tears after the race because he was so—he thought he was so close. And right. he said it was like deja vu because last year at Bristol, he had to lead with 10 laps left, and then he passed him on the last lap to win the race. Oh. So Denny has advanced to the round of eight. We know Kurt Busch has advanced to the round of eight. Now we got us a cutoff race this weekend at the Roval Course in Charlotte yeah. where anything can happen. Anything can happen. I'm going to have to do a you know oh, yeah. football on TV, race on the iPad again um, this Sunday as well. Um, but just to get to, I'm going to say college football stuff real quick, and then I'm going to move on. And it's really just about the Tar Heels. Tar Heels have a really big matchup this Saturday. Oh, yeah. Um, by the way, Cody, the, the UNC Tar Heels, the football team, yeah, they're number eight in the country right now. I don't like that because I don't right, feel like, yeah, I don't no, feel like we crazy. need to be number eight. Not discrediting them at all. But, I mean, we've played Boston College and we've played Syracuse, and we had a three-week gap in between those two games. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm all I've all I was always nervous when Carolina started the season not ranked because that never was a good sign for. I don't care much for preseason rankings anyway. I think everybody should be unranked after for the first two weeks and after two weeks see where we are and rank them. I mean, I just I think that'd be a fun way to do it. But we have the number eight North Carolina Tar Heels going up against, I believe it's the number 19 Virginia Tech Hokies. Yes. Hokies are depleted. They're down like 20 guys because of COVID and quarantine and stuff like that. They had a third-string guy whoop up on the, on the Wolf Pack. Yeah, they, they beat, did. They, they beat Duke this past weekend. This is the first true test for both teams. Yes. This will really show us if North Carolina should be a top-10 football team, which is just crazy for that to come out of my mouth. Mac Brown's yeah, done no, it. that's just Mac, crazy for two to years think about ago. That. Two years ago, we still had Larry Fedora, and that was a two-win football team. Okay, then we went two years ago. Two years ago. Two years. Then we ago. went from a two-win t- two-win team to a seven-win team and won a bowl game. And now we're number eight in the country after only playing Syracuse and Boston College. I'm not getting big-headed about it. I think right. I will. I will be happy if that we are number eight if we beat Virginia Tech on Saturday, and that's a, it's going to be a tough matchup, especially with the remnants of. Tropical storm is a gamma. I think that's what it's called coming up this way yeah. on Saturday. So it's going to be a rainy day. Virginia Tech's got a really good running offense. We'll see what happens. But let's get to the NFL as we close out the show. The NFL. I just, I just want to start out by saying, good job, Carolina Panthers. You look like a complete football team. Yes, they did. Like for the first time this season. The win against the Chargers was an ugly win, but you got it done. But you dominated all four quarters of the football game against the Arizona Cardinals. You contained Kyler Murray. He had a few little, um, you know, jolts of energy here yeah. and there. You contained Nuke Did, Hopkins, which yes. was I thought which is a huge accomplishment. I thought that was going to happen. Yeah, that when I saw that he only had like sixty yards receiving, I was like, yeah, where was he the whole time? Which I know he was kind of he went one hundred percent with his ankle and things like that. But you know, sixty percent Nuke Hopkins is still pretty daggone good. Oh yeah, you know, um, but. The defense looked great. We got to the quarterback, a quarterback that you can barely see behind the line. He's so little anyway. <laughs> um, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Played great. Hey, but minus that one eh, the interception that he threw, that wasn't the best, you know, throw. He was pushing it downfield. He did not look like Teddy Checkdown, like some people call him. Okay. <laughs> he, still, he still threw some very – you know, he, th- he threw some short passes. But Mike Davis – Looked good. Oh, I know. He looks like a man child of of Stephen Davis and Deshaun Foster put together, which is old school <laughs> Panthers for my old school Panther fans out there. And it looks kind of looks like Jonathan Stewart out there running around with number twenty eight on his back too. Yeah, I know. But the Panthers looked really good. I was really, I was, I was very impressed. And now they're going to play the infamous Atlanta Falcons this this yes. Sunday for round one, and then me and you will be at round two. Yes, in a, we in will a few be weeks for the Thursday night game. Yes. So that'll be fun. But the Panthers are two and two. I said I'd play Sweet Carolina on here every time they did. That was the Panthers video that they singing. And hopefully this time next week we're singing it one more time. I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Let's make some picks, Cody. Let's make some picks. As we close out today's show. Uh Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Breaking news. Well, breaking news as of yesterday, which is Monday. I I can't believe I forgot it. The Houston Texans fired head coach slash GM Bill O'Brien. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. He gone. I am actually very happy about that, honestly. I, I'm very happy about that. I, I thought Adam Gase would be gone before Brian was gone, yeah. honestly, but I didn't think the Texans would be 0-4 to start out the year. No, um, same here. And usually all it, it, was takes, definitely a shock to me. all it takes is one team to start doing this for other teams to start doing this. Oh, I know. Because they're 0-4. 
I I see the Jets. Hope I hope the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Change their coach up. Uh, the Falcons. Somehow, somehow Dan Quinn still has his job. Okay, I don't know how. I think if they go 0-5 against the, the Panthers, I think that's got to be the nail in the coffin. Yeah. I don't know what blackmail he has over Arthur Arthur Blank in Atlanta, but he has some reason to still have his job <laughs> down there. Um, but this is, you know, usually it just takes one team to start cleaning house, and you'll see it all over the league. Yeah. My question is to you, Cody, do you think of a – can you think of a good replacement in Houston? Um, Let's see. I would honestly say a pretty good replacement is the Ravens' offensive coordinator. I forget what his name is, but I forget what his name is because I cannot remember it off the top of my head. But the reason why I say that is because, like, I've heard him being talked about by a couple people, like, on different YouTube videos and stuff like that. And I looked up his resume, and obviously he's had a he has had a history with taking not-so-great offenses and making them good, plus two with Baltimore – He's come up with a scheme to make the Ravens' offense look like the best offense that has ever played the game. I mean, the fact that they are able to make Lamar Jackson a 1,000-yard rusher and a 3,000-yard passer and make him look really good doing it consistently, along with you know the running game they already have without Lamar and the wide receiver group and just the way that they've been able to structure that team. What's his name? Greg Roman. Greg Roman, yeah. yes. Like Greg Roman. Like I think Greg Roman will be a pretty good – replacement because you got a similar quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Obviously the team's not as obviously solidified as the Ravens is at all. True. But I think it's a good starting point for you to kind of make your decisions as the guys who you want to keep as your core players Mm -hmm. and just kind of work around them because honestly I think he could work with the wide receivers he has. I mean like I think he could work with players like Will Fuller and Randall Cobb and Deshaun Watson and Laramie Tunsil with the offensive line. I think he's got a good starting point if the Ravens decide to go that route, because he already has experience with dealing with mobile quarterbacks. If I'm not mistaken, he was also with um, the 49ers when they went to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. Okay. You know, um, back when they played the Baltimore yeah. Ravens in that Super Bowl. I think he was the offensive coordinator for that, and he made that offense look really good too. That, that's, so, yeah. Yeah. That's a good option. Um, a popular name that's already getting thrown around is Eric Bieniemy. He's the OC for Kansas City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a favorite, along with Rule, for the Panther job last yeah. offseason. And that's a lot true. of people were very disappointed that he did not get the Panther job. Right. I was very happy with Rule. I'd have been very happy with the Bieniemy, too. Those are two very good options. Okay? Oh, yeah. We've seen, you know, Andy Reid has, he designed that offense in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. But Bieniemy is the play caller. Oh, he, yeah. So he's he, he's not. Yeah, I was just, about to say, even though it's Andy Reid's, like, Right. Baby, it's really been Biennium. He's really been able to take that and run Exactly. With so it shows you how talented he is on that coaching side. And I think, it, I mean, even though it's like a, there's a lack of weapons and things like that, and let's just say Dan Quinn does get fired in Atlanta. They have a lot of offensive weapons. Oh, yeah. But I think Biennium would be more appeal to Houston because of Deshaun Watson. Okay? Yeah. There would be no building a quarterback there because let's just say – Falcons go 0-16. That's very unlikely to happen yeah. with the talent that they have, which <laughs> they're 0-4. Um, but let's just say they go 0-16, fire Dan Quinn, and draft Trevor Lawrence. That would be really bad for Panther fans. Yeah, I was about to say, um, Panther fans definitely wouldn't like that. But that would be the only way I could see Biennemi going to places like Atlanta if Dan Quinn does get fired. Okay? Yeah. But I, I do. I see Biennemi and Houston as a very good matchup. The only withdrawal that Biennemi could say was, well, I don't have any first or second round draft picks in yeah. 2021. Which That's true. Thanks a lot, GM Bill O'Brien, yes. in that situation. Thanks a lot, GM. 
Bill yeah. O'Brien for making that, which that's something I never understood, but whatever. But yeah, just watch for other other teams to start cleaning house that aren't doing so hot because all it takes is one, and and people will follow that trend in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, now let's get some just draft picks. Well, I, I, we'll do dra- we'll do picks in just a second. I got some breaking news. When oh, it comes you got to some NASCAR. more breaking news. Yeah. Okay. Um, my buddy James Monty texted me this. He found it on Twitter, tweeted by Ashley Strolin, who's she's kind of with uh, SMI, which is Speedway Motorsports, and she's with WCNC in Charlotte. She tweeted, breaking news, Hendrick Motorsports announces that Alex Bowman will be the number 48 driver in 2021. Really? So, you know, he already, work, he already drives for Hendrick. He drives the 88 car. Right. So, he will drive the number 48 Chevy in 2021 with a full season sponsorship from Ally. So, the car won't change one bit. Bowman will jump in, which leads me to wonder, will they, only, will they not even have an 88? Right. Or will yeah. they put somebody else in the 88? We'll see. We'll wait and find out. But that's very interesting. That's been a very, very, very common question in the NASCAR world is who's going to drive Jimmy Johnson's car yeah. after he's gone? So we'll see. That's Thanks, James, for that breaking news. All right. Now. Now. Let's do some picks. Now. And only now we can get to some picks. <laughs> All right. So we have our Thursday night game, our Sunday night game, and our Monday night game for our one-pointers. By the way, Cody Kelly is on the board. I am on the board. Standings. I, am up, I am on the board. I am up 11-2 to two as we talk right now. Yes, you are. Point standing. So, Thursday night game. Go ahead. I really do not like the Eagles or the bank, uh, the. I told you. Bengals that, I told now. you the Eagles would win. I told you. <laughs> By the way, George Kittle got me 40 fantasy points. Okay? But. Kittle went off. Did you see Brandon, Brandon Ayuk's hurdle, though? Yes. But that was... That was probably one of the best plays I've seen this season. That was amazing. Yeah, that was cool. Absolutely. So for our one-pointers, like I said, we had the primetime games. We'll start out with Thursday night football, which is looking a whole lot more appealing than the matchup was last week. Although the the matchup last week, sorry, there's motion at my front door. Thanks, ring doorbell. It's not a sponsor yet. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, but the um, Broncos and Jets turned out to be a pretty good ball game. Yeah, it did. This one has all, already has potential to be a good ball game. We yes. have the Tampa Bay Bucks. Going up against the Chicago Bears. All right, Cody, who are you taking in this game? I'm taking I'm taking the Bucks, man. Tom Brady. Because here's the thing: this past game against the Chargers already proves, at least to me, that Brady's just a good quarterback. Right. I mean, because this was one of the really big arguments when he or questions when he went to Tampa was is he is he a good quarterback or is he a product of Belichick's system? I know it's only been four games, but I think that. The comeback win against the Chargers makes a case that Brady is just a really good quarterback and he's really good in the clutch. Because the way that they were able to come back in that fourth quarter against the Chargers and win that game was really impressive. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he threw five touchdowns. Yeah, I know. Okay? And in the way the way that the Chargers have competed with Kansas City and Tampa Bay makes the win the Panthers win against them look even better. You know? Yeah. That, so that that made me feel good in in a, in, a, in a lot of ways. But yeah, I'm going with the Bucks too. Um, the Bears, they don't have a quarterback controversy. They have a coaching controversy yes. right now. Um, Mitch got taken out against the Falcons. Foles let a comeback. Then Foles dropped a dud against the Colts. Now, the Colts have a good defense. Okay? Yes. The Colts, their defense has played amazing all year so far. But there were, I think there was over, over 15 punts total in that game. And That's they, crazy. The Bears had so many chances to win that game oh, I know. this past Sunday. And I think – I think you got more of a coaching problem than you do a quarterback problem in Chicago. So I'm going with the Bucks as well. Then we got Sunday night football. We had the Minnesota Vikings who took down the Texans last week. Yes, they did. Against the Seattle Seahawks. 
I'm going with Seattle in this game. Um, I they went over they they kind of started slow against Miami, but that always happens when a West Coast team goes East Coast and plays a one o'clock kickoff. It just happens that way, especially with with COVID kind of limiting travel. You know, your body clock's not always the best. Plus, that's a long flight from Seattle to Miami. You're going, you're literally going cross country, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, like coast to coast for sure. But I mean, then they took care of you know they took care of the Dolphins, which the Dolphins needed to just go ahead and play Tua. I'll keep saying that until they put him in. But yeah, I see the Seahawks taking care of the Vikings pretty soundly, at yeah. least by 10 points in this uh, game. Uh, uh, same here, too. I mean, it's like I picked the Vikings, you know, for the first two games of the or first two weeks of the season, you know, when we picked all 16. I picked the Vikings for my first two games. And then after that, I was kind of like, okay, that's it for the Vikings. I'm moving <laughs> on. And obviously, they're playing against Seattle. And Seattle's just been a really good team. Russell Wilson has looked like a beast out oh, there. Oh, yeah. He's definitely front runner for MVP right now. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, him for and, sure. Him and Patrick Mahomes. Don't call him Pat. His mom don't like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Monday night game. We have the New Orleans Saints going up against the, I wish, San Diego Chargers. Yes. The Los Angeles Chargers. Cody, who you got in this game and why? I got the Saints in this game. Okay. I know the Saints have been a really inconsistent kind of underperforming team to start the season. I really – Right. You know, like they really – you know, like like the Saints have really kind of been underwhelming this year. And, okay, and plus two, to the Chargers' credit, they've played really well. They've played a, a little bit better than I think some people, including me, thought they would. Especially with Herbert. Oh, for, for sure. So it's like I will give the Chargers some credit. But if the Saints' defense can play as well as the Panthers' defense got to Justin Herbert in the game, and like I think if the Saints' defense can play up to the level that they should be able to play and they can – get Justin Herbert hurrying around, and they can get the Chargers offense out of sync a little bit. And I think they'll have a chance to win the game because if the Saints defense does what they're supposed to do, I think they'll win. And if Drew Brees kind of gets a little bit over the hump of how he's been starting this season. But I think this matchup against his former team, the Chargers, I think it'll kind of help boost his confidence a little bit if they can get a win over a pretty solid team like the Chargers are starting out for sure. I mean, I mean, but I could see the Saints winning this game just because the Saints' defense is really good. I just hope they can get to Justin Herbert and just be able to force him to make mistakes. And then as far as the Saints' offense goes, if they can just perform on rhythm like they haven't been as much to start the season, and they can find their rhythm, and if they can get things going with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and company and Kamara and just that whole company, I think they'll be able to win this game. Okay, yeah. And I think you have good enough reason to say to, to guess that or pick that because of what they have. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm gonna go with the Los Angeles Chargers. You're gonna go with the Chargers, game. okay? Now, if I'm wrong, that's okay. All right, I can like I'm not trying to brag, but I got some points to work around. Okay? Yes, you do. I, I can give up a point in this situation if I need to, but I'm not just saying that to go out and and gamble a point. I'm saying that because I do. I think the Chargers have a legitimate chance to win this football. Oh, game. Oh yeah, for sure. They they took the, the Chiefs to overtime. Yeah. And people thought, well, that's just cause that nobody had film on Herbert. Okay. Um, the Panthers took care of him pretty good, and that might have just been a rookie being a rookie at the same time, too. Then he goes toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. Okay? Yeah. He had a 20, what, 24-7 to lead on Tom Brady. Okay, Right, yeah, I know. I mean, and that, one of those touchdowns was a pick six on their defense. But, you know, he didn't play terrible against the, the Bucs. I, I think he gets it together this game, and I think they close it out. I think it'll be if they do win, it'll be by a field goal or something like that. It'll be some crazy way. Plus, I don't know what Saints team's going to show up. 
Right. They looked really good against Tampa week one. They drop a dud against the Raiders. Okay. They 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 started out slow against the Lions and they came yeah. back and won. And um, so we'll see, man. I don't know, but I I was looking at the matchup and my gut feeling said Chargers. I'm gonna go with my gut. Let's see if the Chargers pull that one out. All right, that sounds cool. Um, Cody, I'll go ahead and give you my random and my tie, and then uh, we'll get yours as we close out this afternoon. All right. Um, my random as of right now is um the Bills and Titans game. Now, Bills and Titans. Hopefully, if they get to play, it'll be that'll be my random and my pick in that game will be the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, man, the Bills are playing amazing. You know, oh, yeah. I, I don't like to have two favorite teams in football. It's one team versus everybody. But if I had to choose an AFC team that I like to, I, the Bills, I, I really like to watch. It's the Buffalo Bills. Oh, it yeah. really is. I I've enjoyed watching Josh Allen. You know, do the things he's been doing. And I don't see any reason why they can't be the Titans. Now, the Titans, you know, they're they're playing good football when they're getting to play, okay? Oh, yeah. And they, they've they held their own, and they're they're 3-0 right now. But I, I do see the Bills um, edging that one out if they get to play. But as my backup, I'll take a very, very safe insurance policy, and I'll pick the Ravens over the Bengals. Ravens and Bengals, okay. okay. And for my tie, um, I will pick the Jacksonville Jaguars, over the newly coachless with interim coach Houston Texans because with you when you have an interim coach especially on a short week who knows what's going to happen yeah and with the Jaguars you know they somehow beat the Colts in week one and they've just been the Jaguars ever since that they could that game could end in a nine to nine, nine, to nine tie with somebody missing the field goal at the end of regulation or in, in, who knows? in overtime who knows yeah so that'll be my tie to see what happens all right, well, uh, all righty, man. Well, that's pretty good, and those and those are some pretty good points for sure. All right, so for the random game of the week for me, hopefully I can actually get this week's random game because I haven't gotten one yet. I'm picking the New England Patriots versus the Denver Broncos. Okay. I'm picking the Patriots to win this game. All right. I know that Cam Newton has been diagnosed with COVID, so – Maybe he will. Maybe he won't start this next game. I'm leaning towards maybe not starting this. Well, next I did game. see an update today that he is asymptomatic, so he could return as early as this week. Okay. Well, hey, that would make things even better because I predict the Patri- uh, the Patriots to beat the Broncos in this game, whether Cam Newton is playing quarterback or not. And the reason why I say that is just because I understand that the Patriots did not play their best football at all against no. the Chiefs in their last game. They no. got creamed. I mean, like. They were just out there playing like they didn't know what they were doing last week against the Chiefs. But my argument for this game is, okay, that game's in. Let's focus on the mistakes we made and just change that up to where we can come back next week and do better, whether that's with Cam Newton at quarterback or not. Plus, the Broncos are not the Chiefs. True. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I think at the very <laughs> least, uh, if Cam doesn't play, do you see them going with Hoyer or Stidham? I see him going with Stidham. I do too. Yeah, I mean Stidham had some mistakes. Last oh yeah, night. for sure. By the way, quick quick off subject: two Monday night games. That was that was fun. Oh yeah, I, I, for I li- sure. I like two Monday night games. Yeah, a lot, for sure. That was definitely a lot of fun. It to was watch. it was unfortunate circumstances as why it was two Monday night games. Yes, but having one on CBS and one on ESPN, that was fun. Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun. But Hoyer looked rough. Oh yeah, his pocket, he looked really. His rough. pocket presence was Ugh. that was bad. It was really Stidham, bad. He he threw a nice touchdown. Oh yeah, for had, sure. He had some stuff you know here and there that he needs to work on. But yeah, I, I, if Cam doesn't play, I could see Stidham going there. But for sure, it did kind of make me chuckle thinking that people really did think Stidham would start over Cam. Yeah, like it, yeah. 
Yeah, well, like, here's the thing. And this is just a little quick tangent before I get back to my tie, just real quick. Whenever the Patriots signed Cam, you know, and like everyone was saying, who's going to be the starter? I'm like, are you kidding me? Cameron Jarrell Newton. That's who's going to be the starter. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Have you seen Cam Newton play? I mean, like, okay, I understand he was injured and all that stuff, but okay. Do you start a former MVP or this guy who's never played an NFL down in his life? Exactly. Hmm. hmm who do you choose? <laughs> I mean, like, like, that like was when, like, like when, that was hilarious when that happens, but you know that was hilarious when they asked that. But then when they officially announced Cam Newton is officially the starting quarterback, I'm like, shocker! Yeah, and <laughs> I know you read more of the Boston headlines than I do with following the Red Sox and things like that. So I know they they throw some really crazy things up there in Boston on the yeah. headlines sometimes. But when they were saying this is Stedham, Stedham's job to lose and da 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 da, no, and yeah. last night proved it. And you know. I wouldn't blame Cam Newton one bit if he held out for an extension the rest of the year <laughs> because I just, I looked over at Amber last night. I said, uh, Cam's about to get paid. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. All right. So, to end the picks, I'm going to give you my tie, and that is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Cleveland Browns. The reason why I choose this game is because, like, both teams have played solid. The Colts, I'd say, more so than the, than the Browns to start the year. But – I could honestly see this being a tie game at the end of it. I mean, like, I don't see both teams having a a chance to break away. I think both teams balance out each other very well. And plus two, when you look at the predictions, I think it's only like a two-and-a-half point favorite. The Colts are only like a two-and-a-half point favorite. The to line's win, that close in this game? To, to win this game. Wow. Which, I mean, that doesn't surprise me because, I mean, yeah, the Browns almost dropped 50 on the Cowboys yeah. Sunday. Oh, oh, wait a minute, Neil. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, how about them? <laughs> yeah. Again. Oh, boy. Gracious day. Mm, yeah, that's about all I can say. <laughs> but, yeah, they, so they they did almost drop 50 on the Cowboys. Okay? Yeah. Now, the Cowboys, offensively, they're a fantasy team. Defensively, they are mm, no. not even close. Um, so, But I think this is almost like a baseball saying, you know, good pitching outweighs a good offense in baseball. Oh, yeah. Right? We saw that with the Braves and Reds. The game one, Bauer took care of the Braves when he was out there pitching. Oh, yeah. I think a good defense in Indianapolis, which we've mentioned, is a very, very good defense this year, will kind of even out that explosive offense that the Browns had against the uh, Cowboys, the Cowgirls, excuse me, Cowboys, <laughs> um, Sunday. But I could, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know the line was that close. Oh yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. I could. I could definitely see why you gave that as a tie. Yeah. All right. So that's it, man. That's all I got. All right. Cool deal. Well, that's our show, y'all. Like I said, the video of singing "Sweet Carolina" is courtesy of the Panthers Twitter account and Panthers dot com. Um, that's not my video. That's them boys singing and having a good time celebrating a second consecutive win. Maybe they'll go three and two. And hey, hey, if we're going three and two. I'd like to hear the the Teddy haters and Tank for Trevor people because it's it's going to get interesting. Yeah. But y'all have a good rest of your week. Follow us on social media. Go tell somebody about Jesus. Bye.